Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Maxime is an intuitive life coach, energy shifter, writer, and speaker. Her adventure in the holistic well-being and personal development arena began when she was juggling a thriving personal training business when everything came to a screeching halt. She realized the path that she was on was not hers, and she ignored all the warning signs. The overexerting, the overgiving, crazy hours, and traumas left unhealed meant that she was way out of alignment. She became very ill and spent two years trying to do everything she could to heal, but at some point, she was under 100 pounds, dancing on the edge of this life and the next. One day, she had an aha moment watching a documentary called The Essence of You and Me, and it ignited a fire in her that changed the trajectory of her life. She realized that she'd spent so many years learning concepts, information, and skills that related to the holistic healing, health, and spirituality, but bypassed the embodiment phase of integration altogether. In the years that followed, she truly rebuilt herself, got her health back, rediscovered her power, and heard the call to become a healer, a spiritual mentor, and a teacher that she came here to be. Her dream is for you to experience that re-remembering too. Please welcome Maxine to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I am very happy to bring you today, Maxine Nicole. How you doing, girl? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Um, we did your intro prior, so we'll have talked about um, all the amazing things that you're able to do and how you're able to help clients through intuitive life coaching. Um, but mm-hmm. today, since we're talking about we're talking about awakening, ascension, practical steps, and uh, being able to live your truth, how to go out into the world and apply these things now that you've woken up, it's mm-hmm. like uh, that process in the beginning of awakening is kind of tricky because suddenly you mm-hmm. feel like you got the rug pulled from underneath you and you're like what the hell just happened? All of my realities, all of my paradigms, all of my foundations just seem to be gone. And now I feel lost and I don't know what to do. So mm-hmm. she's going to tell us about that today. But before we get started, can you give our audience a little bit of insight about who you are, what started you on this journey and what makes you the expert about this particular topic? <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. I'd love to share a little bit about that. So uh, I'm an intuitive life coach and healer. Uh, and we spoke about this earlier, but, you know, when we say healer, we're not the healers. We just hold the space and the ability to reflect back to others that they have that capacity within themselves. And, you know, when I started my own journey within all of this, I had a really, really beautiful mentor that really drove this home for me. And I feel like we all, when we are in this work, go through our own dark night of the soul or really pivotal moment that requires us to either, you know, move on to the next dimension uh, and leave this physical body or actually show up and do the work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I have had 
a whole array of things within my own physical body happened to me. And it was incremental in the sense that I would do the work and, you know, I would do the superficial, super, like, I would get all the information, I would get all the knowledge, I would get all of the practitioners and people surrounding me. And I'm like, oh, I understand concepts. I love this. Like, I get it. I know this is true. But then I would skip the integration. Mm -hmm. So I'd get a little bit of progress within my physical body. It would heal a little bit. Um, You know, I would change my external experience a little bit because I had my own business and these sorts of things and things would start to flow. But then something would happen and I would go back three steps when I felt like I'd just taken too forward and I never could truly experience all of these things that I knew were true, but why is it that I'm still falling short? And it was because I kept grasping and looking outside of myself and wanting other people to give me the magic bullet mm-hmm. and not actually take the full time to process my own traumas and look at my own wounds and look at my own stories and limitations that I had created, whether they were my own or those that I'd picked up along the way or those that I'd received from those before me. But it was, you know, you have to take the time and you have to be willing to actually go through the process of expressing and releasing before you can fully create a new. And that level of integration was so needed for me to be able to do this work and hold the space for others because now I'm an embodiment of it that doesn't mean I don't have my challenges and that doesn't mean that I don't sometimes sidestep but it's I have the capacity and the ability to witness when I do that and then go okay well you know this now you have a choice and when you take back choice you have the opportunity to create something different and that's really yeah what my biggest learning was, but I can also see that that biggest learning was so that I can unteach that. And we are our own healers. We are our own best gurus. You know, we have everything we need inside of ourselves, but it's just when we focus too much externally, Mm -hmm. we forget. Yeah. And what you're talking about is spiritual bypassing. Like when absolutely grasp the knowledge and the intellect and they go and I mean, I'm, a hundred percent guilty of doing that. Like, especially in the very beginning, it was like, I couldn't learn enough and wanting Mm. to learn and look and this YouTube video and this podcast and you know, whatever. And then feeling like, okay, I got it. And Mm. then spirit kicking me in the ass and being like, ah, not quite. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get to get out of here without being dragged first. So Mm -hmm. um, in that process, so what did that look like for you? Like, what was the first time that you felt awakened? Because it's a multi-level process. You don't just Mm. wake up and then you're like, boom, I'm done. I'm cool. So like, what was it for you? Did you have a foundation of openness in your upbringing? Did you have this kind of like smack in the face brick moment? Yes, I've had a couple of smack in the face brick moments, <laughs> but it was probably, you know, for me, it was a situation that arose at home, um, probably in my late teens, maybe just transitioning in early 20s. And my dad was quite a heavy drinker. And, you know, that was his way of processing his emotion. And a very specific incident had happened with my sister who was overseas and she'd been in an accident. And I went and woke him up that evening to let him know that that had happened because it was in the middle of the night here. She lived in Europe. And then the next, so he got quite upset obviously when I told him and the next morning he woke up and he was in the kitchen and having breakfast. My brother and I were in the kitchen and he seemed fine. He was really happy. And you know, like everyone has a new morning, like what are you doing today? And 
he didn't remember that I had told him about what happened to my sister because he was, you know, he'd been drinking quite heavily before he went to bed. And that was the first time I had that experience consciously as an adult where I felt like spirit was speaking to me. Mm. And I was standing in the kitchen and it said to me, this stops here. Mm. And I didn't really know what this, this was, but it was alcohol for me. And I stopped drinking after that. And it was like, I started with then peeling back all of these layers of self. And I started working on my body physically because I was a personal trainer. And then I started competing in bodybuilding. <laughs> and that was like my, my ticket in, mm-hmm. inward, because I was still living. So in the physical world, it's like I'd have these glimpses of, oh, there's something higher guiding me, but I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And so then I just went about depleting my energy because it was so strong. So, you know, my physical body was a really great outlet to be able to channel it through and then not actually have enough to do anything with it. Cause it was just like, okay, when you're training at that extent and you're exerting at that extent and you're running a business and you're doing all of these things, there was just nothing left to really have the space to get to go there. So then I, um, you know, as, as you said before, spirit gives you a kick in the butt. And I was just completely, I had nothing left in the tank. I became really, really unwell. Um, I got to a point where I was like 49 kilos and that was not 90 pounds. Yeah, that was and you know, I'm like five foot seven. So that's very tiny. And that wasn't from bodybuilding. That was purely because my body became so unwell, so malnourished. I just had I didn't have the capacity to do anything other than that. Um, And it was really challenging because, again, I was at a point where I knew so much about so much, but then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, why, how did you get to this place? But it was just, I was just so over giving to everyone and everything and not giving to myself. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, you are your project right now. You need to become everything that you know to be true. And that was not something I was willing to admit to immediately because I did, I was dancing on the edge and I almost was like, nah, this is going to be too hard to rebuild from here. Mm. But I had very deep soul contracts with my brother and my mom and we have had a very interesting journey together and they're like, no, 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 you're not getting out of it this easily. And that mentor that I spoke to earlier as well, he was just like, no way you are so powerful. This is not happening on our watch. Um, And of course, you know, they can never really decide for you, but that was enough to kind of give me, okay, you have to do something with what you know, and this is going to be your gift. Pardon? You were feeling suicidal? No, not suicidal. It was like my body was shutting down because I was so unwell. Like I just had, I was riddled with viruses yeah, like I was really with viruses. I was just so malnourished, so sick. Like I couldn't, like food just used to react with me. Like I was so frightened of eating because it used to hurt. Like it was just, it became this whole whirlwind and I didn't know how to get myself out of it. And yeah. then, yeah, I just, you know, I was like, okay, well, you just start one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, I came across this dog and I started dog walking. and he was like for two months his owner was away so every single day 
I would go and have to walk him. And that was like my commitment. And he was just the brightest light. You know, our teachers don't just take human form. They come yeah. in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, you know, my catalyst. Okay, here we go. And then just day by day, I was like, okay, great. Now I need to start meditating. Now I need to start connecting to source. Now I need to start connecting inwardly. What is it that you need right now? I needed to learn to love myself. I needed to learn how to rebuild that connection to my intuition and my, our bodies talk to us all of the time. So what is it that you need through food? What is it that you need through movement rather than having someone tell me what to do? Yes. I still had my mentor who was holding a space, but it was always reflecting back to me. What do you need? You are, you are so clever. You are so smart. Your body is so smart. Like that positive reinforcement of you have to know that you have that ability. So yeah. That just then became day by day. And then, yes, I did start exposing myself to a little bit more knowledge and other people, but it never overrode my intuition because I'd created that foundational connection. And then it was like, take what you need, leave the rest type thing. And, right. you know, now when we learn, I feel like that's a really important thing to offer people is that not everything someone teaches is going to be for you. So put yeah. it through your own filter, you know, yeah. take in what is right. Take I in what feels really right. important to say, because like, there's a lot of people that come on the show even, and we, we talk and it's like, you got, you have to take what resonates with you. Like everything mm. is not like God or truth or whatever. Like, I mean, it could be your truth. It could be my truth, mm. but it doesn't have to be everybody's truth. So I think that's a really important point to make. Um, now you talked about earlier about how you went through a dark night of the soul and some people might not know what that is. Can you describe what that is and what that's like? <laughs> I've had a few of them and they're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, they certainly aren't an easy ride. So dark night of the soul is where you get to that rock bottom, like the bottom of the bottom. It's you feel like you either, what I said earlier, like you either transition onto the next or you, you, it's your catalyst for going, shit, there's something that I've got to do here to make this different than what it is because what I'm doing right now, I just can't sustain. I just can't keep on going through this level of suffering. Yeah. Uh, and it's like really recognizing that you need to become your own hero that you need to be the savior for yourself and you know they present in all sorts of ways it can be a relationship blow up it can be a physical breakdown like what I had within my health it can be um, you know a monetary thing where you lose everything physically and financially it could be a job you know something like that that really just shakes everything up and it feels block heavy yeah, totally. All the one block and then the whole thing falls over and you're like, yeah, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we give it that label or that term because I feel like that that is the catalyst for it is, you know, that dark night of the soul. It's like your soul is speaking so loudly to you then because it's like the little things around you have been incongruent for so long. It's like you haven't been listening. So it needs to get to that point so that your soul has an opportunity to go, hello, I'm here. <laughs> like, well, let me in. To yeah. Integrate <laughs> that, that, that spiritual aspect into its humanity. Um, mm. And that integration can be really painful. And a lot of mm. people who are going through their beginning awakening stages of their first, and I, I God, I hate the word awakening because it just seems so mm. cliche now and trendy, but that process of, if I could say it, like people say, wake up, but like when you finally recognize and say, wait a minute, I am, I am a spiritual being. Like I have 
abilities and, and power and I have this connection to this revolving you know universe that's around us and I'm not just a human you know I'm not just this mm. evolved mammal that is here to you know work and pay bills like there is something deeper mm -hmm. and larger for my destiny um so what are some practical steps for people who are, have just gone through that process? Maybe they're just curious and they've stumbled upon the show and it's like, what the heck is going on? I feel weird. I feel like I'm, these things are coming up that feel like truth and I don't know what this means. And bleh, you know, like they start to feel really confused. What are some practical steps that maybe you used or you use for your clients to help people navigate that mm. new process? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it can be such a turbulent time when we're kind of recalibrating like that. So it is the physical body. I find a really valuable tool when we're going through, you know, that in, inner integration and that inner expansion and we're working through that sort of stuff. It's helping your body shift through the energy because we are multidimensional, right? Uh, we've got this physical body, we've got an emotional and energetic body that lives in all different planes and the physical body can get congested even from an energetic perspective. So when we're starting to, you know, kind of pull apart these narratives and ask questions and look deeper inward, it's stirring up a lot, not just in our physiology, but in our energy. And sometimes the energy is just too great. So I always say to people, have a good physical movement practice. Mm. And this can be different for anyone. It can be yoga, it can be weights, it can be running, it can be just walking or hiking, like yeah. find something, dancing. Absolutely. I love that. And then practicing that daily and actually tuning in and asking yourself the question, like, how does my body feel right now? What's coming up for me? You might notice that an emotion, a word of an emotion comes into your mind's eye. Mm. And then what I get them, what I really encourage people to do is to actually feel that emotion in their body. And then when they're doing the movement, let that be pushed through because that is a way to let that dissipate through like the energetic and the emotional, but out through the physical body. So it actually gets expressed rather than suppressed because I feel like that that's a really big thing that can happen when we get there. It's like, Oh, I see this is happening, but you know, especially when we start looking into oh love and light, high vibrations and expanded frequencies and all this sort of thing. It's like when we feel those things like, Oh, that's so contradictory. We shouldn't be feeling that because we're supposed to be in love. So we try to go over there, but we haven't actually dealt with this. And that's what you said earlier with that spiritual book bypassing. Yeah. We need to learn a healthy appropriate way of moving through those things because they're going to always come up in life in yeah. different shapes and forms but it's once we know how to in the light yes yes totally and that within itself is like your training ground like it's a superpower when you can learn how to do that so at the very beginning if you can already equip yourself with that ability which is again why a physical movement practice is so powerful because it's not necessarily getting you to reframe things and trying to change your thought processes or trying to connect to something else it's like being here in this dimension in the physical using that to kind of flush things out right secondly journaling i'm sure i'm not the first person to speak about this but it's <laughs> that's funny because like i tell most of my clients uh that they need a journaling practice and mm. talk about how that expression of that internal whatever's happening inside of you getting it out of your body um mm. especially whenever you're having the the really 
dark nights, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. The process of being able to make that contract with yourself when you're trying to make goals or like get, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. They're all relative and relevant. So I'm glad that you chimed in because, you know, this is what this is. It's a dance. It's <laughs> we're vibing off each other. It's you're bringing in whatever needs to be brought in. Um, yeah. But in terms of the journaling, like even just expressing emotion, just writing down, like I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling really confused. Just getting that out and seeing that on paper and it's not from a place of judgment. And I always suggest too, like when you do it, just go all in and then don't reread it. Just let it be so that it comes through you. It's expressed through you and then just leave it be. It's not something that needs to be analyzed, something that needs to be pulled apart in that moment. It's just your opportunity for release. And I feel like that that within itself is so powerful because you don't have to keep carrying it around with you. So having an outlet from that perspective, and of course there are so many different styles of journaling that you can do, but emotion and feeling is something that a lot of us have been trained out of. So I would use that in the beginning to really just let yourself be okay with that full rainbow of emotion because sometimes you might come to your journal and be like, actually, I feel really happy today. I feel really connected. I feel really centered. I feel really hopeful because that is also important because we don't just have to stay, you know, when we're going through those transitions, it's not that we're just in the dark all of the time. You'll have glimpses of light and acknowledging that is equally important because it allows it to grow. Right. Right. So in that process of like, um, if someone had just started, you know, this awakening process, essentially what it feels like for a lot of people is that rug gets pulled from underneath them that they don't understand their foundation anymore. So it's very isolating. It can feel like you're really, really alone, partly because the process is to look within. So now Mm -hmm. you don't have these distractions anymore and you're like, damn it, I have to figure out my shit. And that first wave of new age, whatever, um, that we all kind of ran into was that toxic positivity where people were so love and light and everything was like <laughs> a high vibrational being. And then this, yeah. cool. like, it's dope. Like I'm not trying to judge yeah. that, but a lot of people felt like it wasn't accessible for them. So in this awakening mm. process, they felt super alone. Like they couldn't relate and couldn't find a resource for them that spoke to them and made them mm. feel connected in a way. So, um, when you were going through that process, what were ways in which you were able to connect to your community? Where were ways in which you were able to discern what was good for you and what wasn't good for you? Because I think that that sometimes when you feel in that lonely spot and you're not sure about what, where do I turn next? You can go down a snake hole of just Mm. all kinds of people that will just take Mm -hmm. advantage. Yeah, totally. So I feel like you want to minimize the amount of voices that you have, because I see that a lot too. Like when people start to kind of, you know, expand their curiosity into looking into these things, they go on the hunt and they're like, okay, that person, that person, I need to read this and I need to read that. And it's like, they're doing all of these things all at once. And then they've got their immediate inner circle that are people that are chiming. Oh, you're different. You're doing something like, what, what have you been doing? Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing that. It's like, Well, when we're in that place, yes, it can be really confronting, isolating and, you know, I guess contracting our energy inward, but that is so crucial Mm -hmm. because we need to learn to be with ourselves. Loneliness is really, if we feel that, it's forgetting that we have something greater that we can connect to because when we're connected to source, we're never lonely. We are never by ourselves. So 
yes, it is extremely confronting when we're like, oh, I feel my human neediness for connection with others and acceptance from others. But it's really leaning into that and going, actually, I want to foster this for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit with this and sit with this discomfort. And I'm actually going to let myself feel all of it. But this is what I need right now. I find having maybe one or two key people that you you can seek, you know, external support via a coach or a guide or a mentor, someone that you trust, that you feel has walked a path similar to you before you can be really powerful because they can hold the mirror when those moments happen. Mm -hmm. And they often give a non-biased opinion because when it's people in our close circle, they love us. They want us to be how they know us to be because it makes them also feel comfortable. There's so many layers within that in itself that they can't give you a non-biased perspective because we all put things through our own filter and we always want what's best for ourselves as well. So sometimes that is in detriment to the person that needs to undergo the growth. So having someone, and that's something that I personally did, you know, I overdid it and I had way too many voices and it got overwhelming and I didn't know my left from my right. But when I started to really pull it back and go, okay, these are two, three people that I really, really trust. These are people that trust me to trust myself and when I need a little bit of that extra external support they can give it to me so I would if you're looking look but then narrow it down and go okay great I connect deeply to what this person is saying I really understand that lands for me they say it in a way that makes me feel safe so tuning into your body when you're listening to other people as well would be a really good place to start so you'll know because if you're feeling like Oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know how they did that. Like I'm not, that is not your person. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be like, Oh yes. I want to, like, I get what they're saying. I hear like, I see myself in them. Yeah. You know, then that's your person. Yeah. So having, having, you know, that, that yes, it does feel like you are potentially isolated, but leaning into that and going, this is actually giving me the space to be with myself because that's when we hear clearly. And then having just two or three, or maybe even just one person that is going to support you through that process that you truly deeply connect to and trust. Yeah. That's beautiful because the the aspect of deepening that relationship with yourself as a means to strengthen your own intuition is listening to your body, to your mind mm. about who resonates with you and who doesn't. Um, because at the beginning of my journey, I think like there was, I don't know, it was just a process of, of, of peeling off layers. First, I had to peel mm-hmm. off the, you know, ing- ingratiation of all the ideals from my Christian background. And, you know, mm-hmm. do I feel this way about this because of my, how the way I was brought up or do I feel like this way because this is my intuition? So having to mm-hmm. learn that level of discernment between even myself, like different parts of myself was kind of difficult, but then to get on that train and be like, okay, what can I absorb? Let me listen to mm. all these things or whatever. Like, like exactly like you said, that being mm. able to really deepen your relationship with yourself by keying in and saying, okay, does this resonate with me? Does this make mm-hmm. me feel bad? Does this make me feel sad? Does this make me feel inadequate? Does this feel mm-hmm. inaccessible? Does it feel like I'll never get there? Like, that's not your person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. don't with someone who makes you feel bad about yourself or you don't resonate with. So that's another mm-hmm. exercise in which to get closer to your embodied version of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. We spoke a little bit about embodiment and what that meant, but I would love our listeners to be able to hear from your perspective of what that means and 
what is it, what are steps that they can do that in their walk towards furthering their awakening? Mm, Yeah. I feel like embodiment is such a beautiful word when we can practice it. It really is the reflection of what we know to be true. So it is you living, breathing, and being an example of it in the physical, in the tangible. So it's when we take our concepts and our knowings and we bring it into our physical reality and we take action in an aligned way, which then reflects back to us what it is that we're asking for. So that whole process of re-remembering that we are energetic, that we are connected to something greater than just this physical human experience, you know, that everything external is a reflection of our internal world is really beautiful in again concept but then it's like the practicality of that how do we actually bring it into being and it's the small stuff and this is sometimes not what we want to hear when we are looking for the i can't wait to experience that give me like the big lottery win or give me that relationship i've been yearning for it's like that's not really how it works immediately i'm not to say that that can't happen but it's the practical day-to-day things that are going to allow us to recalibrate our energy that are going to allow us to be an embodiment uh you know of these things that we know to be true so it's the things that we've spoken about earlier it's like having a self-care practice it's Mm -hmm. having and again those two words are so overused but they're the best ways to express what we're talking about so it's looking after your physical body in terms of what you're putting in it through food how we're thinking how we're feeling and where we're expressing our emotions the environments that we're putting ourselves in so are we spending enough time in nature are we spending enough time to connecting to the world around us are we spending enough time doing the things that bring us fun joy and that light-hearted playfulness within us are we spending enough time resting you know are we spending enough time indulging in things that we really love cooking or drawing or like you said before dancing or singing like whatever it is that lights you up like are you actually doing that stuff mm-hmm. because it's one thing to know that oh yeah I like that but are you making time for it mm-hmm. because people are so again under that conditioning that we need to just do and do 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 to create success from this you know external voice of what success looks like but it's like to create from a place of alignment and flow we need to be energetically calibrated to that which is where all of those things that we just touched on come into play because they change our frequency mm-hmm. they make us feel good and that doesn't mean we don't take action in those other areas but the action happens in the pockets where we aren't doing those things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like making time in our day, even if it's just 10 minutes, but 10 minutes every few hours to just go, well, what do I feel like doing right now? Do I need to take some breath? Do I need to just stretch my body and move my body? Do I need to put on a song and have a bit of a dance? Do I need to just spend some time writing or listening to a podcast like this for a couple of minutes just to kind of recalibrate my energy? And then the other thing would be to really make sure that you're also being of service Mm -hmm. and that you're doing something for someone else Mm. once a day. And that doesn't have to be huge, but there is this beautiful dance that happens between when we give to ourselves and we can give out because sometimes we get into this process too, and it becomes so much about us that we forget the power of service and how that actually fulfills us. So making sure that we, you know, if we see an opportunity to hold the door for someone, hold it. Or, you know, if you know that a friend is, 
a little bit under the weather, drop off a cup of soup or, uh, you know, pay for a coffee if you can afford to at your local coffee shop, you know, mm-hmm. anything where you can do something kind for someone else and not from a place of needing to get anything back, but just because it feels good to. And we are all here to be of service in some way, shape or form. And even if you haven't figured out what that looks like for you yet, right. it's just that exercising of, you know, moving the energy in those two ways, receiving and giving out. So those are the two practical ways. Yeah. It hits back to that, um, like law of one kind of idea. We're all one and we're all unified and things like that. So when we're in a, a energy of service to others, why does it make us feel good? Cause this is our whole deal. It's the whole jig guys. Like mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. we're here is to learn service to others, learn what love really is. What does it mean to mm-hmm. be, what does it mean like overriding your boundaries and letting people just walk all over you? Um, mm, totally. So yep. <laughs> active part. Like even, um, you know, some of our, our work stuff that we do uh, energetically or whatever that we put out into the world. Um, and some of, some of it's free, some of it's charity stuff. Like, I mean, this podcast is not paid, you know what I mean? Like, other yeah. which we're putting our energy out into the world in order to uh, give a voice to what it is that we're learning, give a voice to like, I mean, like you said, just opening a door for someone, doing something for yeah. someone else puts us in an energetic place of love. Like mm-hmm. it is stepping outside of ourselves and to, and stop looking at ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. it's funny though, because it's like an outward, that's our outward expression. And then you talked about the self-care, which is the inner, inner expression. It's the yin and yang mm-hmm. of the do and the be, um, mm-hmm. being able to integrate those, uh, practical parts in our awakening. Um, mm-hmm. I want to shift gears a little bit here. Cause I know that you, uh, or at least I've heard some of the stuff that you talk about where you talk about like 5d, and frequency and dimensions and like I love this shit (laughs) Um, I'm curious because like I mean I've 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 watched all the videos I'm sure but um the moving into the new earth and what this kind of means so the idea being that there is a lot of um literature out there that talks about that this year 2020 and the coronavirus and all the stuff that we've been going through has been a part of this mass awakening and that mm-hmm. 2020 was the year to see clear and like the whole the whole bit so um i know eckhart tolle talks about the new earth and there's loads and loads of stuff that talk about what 5d is um i think it might be cool for our listeners to hear and especially those who are new in this awakening process what those theories are um, if you can express mm-hmm. at least your philosophy, your, pra- uh, your perspective on it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So the new earth, I don't have a time frame on it, but it's certainly this decade has been preparing us for this potential new frequency to infiltrate the greater collective. So, and you will have noticed even people that are kind of awakening now, it's like they're ascending and they're awakening at a really rapid pace. Really fast. So it's like, everything's blown up or the fact that they've been able to slow down, they've just recognized how much hasn't been working. And they're so like, okay, I really need to do something right now because I'm so aware of it. Mm. And people are like, they're really looking and things are shifting really rapidly for them. But in terms of the new earth, it's really about this operating place where unity consciousness is so prevalent. People are so aware of their interconnectedness. They are so aware of the interconnectedness, not just to others, but to the planet as a whole. Mm -hmm. They're so aware that we are more than physical, Mm -hmm. that we have this ability to operate from abundance and not from a superficial abundance. It's from a deep knowing that there is more than enough for everybody to thrive 
And thriving is actually the normal of this new frequency. And there's not suffering for some and not suffering for others. Well, not to the depth of the suffering that we're seeing now, because I'm not to say that there won't be any contrast in the new earth frequency, but because uh, it is, it serves us to our greater, you know, our greater contrast. expansion. And that's a, that's an Abraham Hicks word. It? Yes. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes, like, I, I bring through all sorts of, you know. I like that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, Abraham Hicks is uh, is a channeled uh, being entity uh, through Esther mm -hmm. Hicks, um, and so yeah. she named this particular entity uh, Abraham, and he speaks. Yeah. He or it speaks through her. Um, similarly, to if you guys have listened to um, me talk about the channeled works of Ra, um, there's mm -hmm. also the Seth um set the teachings and then there's something else so anyway all that to say keep going <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's really, i'm glad that you brought that up because abraham hicks is an incredible place to start for those that are at that early transitionary phase as well mm -hmm. but yeah contrast is basically like the fact that there is polarity you know right. there is there is always going to be that as when we're here physically but it's in terms of the, the that new frequency that we're entering into it's not this sleepy state of following something outside of ourselves to tell us what it is that we need to do in order to create the lives that we want you right. know we are actually the ones that are consciously choosing to engage in certain behaviors and ways but we recognize that what we do isn't just for us that it has a ripple effect and we are deeply guided by that so I, again, don't know the exact time frame on this, but it's certainly going to be in the next few decades and those that have chosen to incarnate now and that are in this work now, we are so pivotal to that because we are holding the space and the energy of what is possible. You know, we've got the new ones that are coming in and that are being born into the earth right now. They already hold the frequency of this new earth. So we need to catch up, you know, we need to... <laughs> I have had my moments. I often think... Um, like I communicate sometimes with my unborn children, mm. and so I hope that doesn't freak those out. No, that are listening. Like, there's no freak out here. <laughs> um, and like I think you know, I know that those that are not mothers yet, but that are going to be mothers, like that are doing this work, we are cleaning up so much for them to come. And it's like they are coming in so pure because we have been able to lift so much for them, mm. and they just by being here change the frequency of the earth so you know our planet is going to restore itself there is going to be a place where we see nature rejuvenating and thriving and we find ways to deal with all of the ways that we have over consumed and there is going to be an opportunity for rebalancing and a lot of people say oh that sounds like a beautiful fairy tale but how is that actually actionable and it's this is where we come into play because we all need to pick up our piece of the load mm -hmm. we all need to be willing to clean up our own piece of this and look at our own wounds and do our own work and the things that we've spoken about it matters because again we are one so what i do influences so much beyond just myself that ripple effect that is the whole thing that sets the new earth in motion. It's that knowing that what I do has a greater capacity to impact than just my immediate circle or my immediate community. And that's where it stems from. All change stems from there. And um, it's a beautiful place for us to be moving toward and just a nice vision to be able to connect to when things do feel heavy or it does feel a lot exposing ourselves to what's been going on in the world because 
to a certain extent, there's going to be a need for forgiveness as well, for a forgiveness of the greater whole and the people that we've put in charge and then the fact that we've been so complicit and not willing to ask questions and not willing to go there. And, you know, that ownership is another thing that is reflective of the new earth because it's that self-responsibility. And that's just where I see humanity moving toward is that we all become more self-responsible. Mm. Um, and then in terms of the dimensions, you know, it's the right now a lot of us are still operating that 3d consciousness which is really to do with that physicality and you know this this human ability to perceive so using our senses what we see what we hear what we eat what we smell like all of those sorts of things like it's very just sensory oriented mm -hmm. 4d consciousness is a little bit more about that connection to love and recognizing that we are interconnected and interlaced and that there is something greater but it's still not operating from pure pure purity in the sense that we still can kind of switch between division and unity so it's kind of like oh yeah i'm you know i'm like on this high vibration and there's like oh people are down there I'm it's like seed. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i'm sure you are those things but when yes. we start to recognize it like that that kind of puts us into that duality again so that's yeah. the 40 kind of oscillates between the two so it's that bridge and we're probably going to spend a little bit more time in the bridging because of course it's it's a lot trickier to transition from a three to a five just even yeah. in numerology like you get that you need the four in between because otherwise you don't you don't have the sequence yeah so once we get to the five it's like we move more into that wholeness and that understanding that source is present and we move from that level of purity and it's you know i almost feel like we're going to have a bit of a sway and we all operate from these three different places in our day-to-day -day anyway without even necessarily realizing it yeah you have moments where you feel like you channel, you know, you, you dive, like you let things move through you and you are that vessel for other people to hear and receive what it is that they need to receive. But it's when we're in 5D, we also recognize when we, when we are the teacher and when we are the student, because I also feel like when we are in those other two, that it can be very much around, we don't accept teaching. Sometimes when we're in the 3D, we don't accept yeah. that there's something we need to learn because it's like, no, this is, I will get all the resources that I need. Like, I don't want to get it from you. Like I, it's a lot more about me doing it. When we get to the floor, it's kind of like that. Oh yeah. I'll receive it every now and then, but it's that dancing between the receiving and giving that That's is really real. the level of mastery. That is very real because there are times that I'm, I'm sitting and I have time to meditate and I'm like, meh. I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Calling me and saying like, "Hey, like, we got something to tell you." And I'm like, "Nah, I don't feel like it right now." <laughs> like, <laughs> there's been, it's almost been. I've been on a like kind of a standoff from journaling, um, because I have yeah. a guy that's been like in my ear, being like, "Hey, come on, let's go." And I'm like, "Nah, I don't feel like it right now." <laughs> just because, like, I'm processing. I feel like I feel drained. Like, there's just been mm. a lot going on in the energy field, and especially since last Wednesday. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I, the timing of this won't matter when we air this, but like, mm. man, there was just something that kind of just broke all and released all this anger that I had like mm. for a while. And so I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, like in this process, spirit is trying to get my attention, like deeply trying to get my attention. And I am holding this very 4d, 3d perspective of being like, nah, I'm good. Like, 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right now. I'm still healing from the last awakening. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, it's a transition. Like we are in that transitionary phase, and that's so important. And something that I didn't touch on earlier that I've just been, as you were speaking, kind of dropped in for me was that I didn't really speak about material or physical abundance i spoke about you know the the actual earth and the the human um elements of this but there's also a level of our physical and material abundance like how we circulate our resources and what money actually means and Mm -hmm. how that gets um kind of distributed amongst people it's once we start to recognize the energetic perspectives of ourselves and learn how to really harness that energetic capacity the way that we attract and receive financial and material resources also changes because it's still a lot of people are like when we're in that fixed mindset of we need something outside of ourselves to save ourselves when it comes to like money or when it comes to business and those sorts of things or that we need to manipulate people into purchasing things or like even the way that marketing gets done and that sort of thing it's like that's not the frequency of a new earth the Mm. new earth frequency in terms of money is going to be far richer and more abundant and far more even because people know how to use their energy to receive resources and it's not just about using their human physicality to make things happen and then in turn deplete and exhaust their life force. So yeah, that was just something that was important to kind of drop in. Definitely speaking about that feminine energetic shift of us going Mm -hmm. to a more feminine energetic earth, if you will, like we're shifting that Mm -hmm. and that being in that be perspective, that receive Mm -hmm. perspective. And when we're in that process of manifestation, not being in that, like you said, the physical of like, okay, I'm going to go do, 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 and let me go muscle this and hustle that and whatever. Now we can mm-hmm. be in a place where we're like, okay, no, that's like, that's the old world. Um, we can mm-hmm. come from a place of knowing that the universe will provide and say, okay, I'm going to allow this into my life. I'm going to receive mm. that resistance and be in a place of like, okay, like this is how this works. I can be a magnet for it or I can polarize it and send mm-hmm. it away. So mm-hmm. um, that's a very good point. I think it's like, I think it's just kind of neat. Cause I think of, I think because of my, my background growing up, like God was all knowing, omnipotent, all like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And everything had a perfect reason why it happened. And so even mm-hmm. though there was all this crazy bullshit that was going on in the world, it was like, yes, but God knows what's going on. So now I, oscillate between perspectives of um i'm obviously not in that religious standpoint anymore but like i oscillate because i we we talk about this movement into the new earth and Mm -hmm. kind of what's the point right like um how does how does this originate why are we here on earth in the first place what was our place as humans were we aliens before when the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. died was it because Mm -hmm. we were the ship (laughs) that came and took over the earth you know like yeah these incredible beings what our brains can do what our bodies can do like we have these amazing systems and we don't tap into that power we don't tap into Mm -hmm. the 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 you know like if the aliens are here abducting people trying to look look at their bodies there's a reason why like there's something really great about what it is to be a human and so Mm -hmm. in that space I often what I mean by oscillating between is this some giant experiment and like there's Mm no ultimate destiny of like what's to happen is it is it on us is it our onus that we need to be able to develop and lift and heal and this and that in order to shift that into a new place is that a given or if is it like heed to the call if we don't all kind of like wake up we're gonna miss the boat kind of thing Mm. yeah 
yeah it's the the thing is with the is it we're going to miss the boat if everyone doesn't do it it's more so do we get enough of the numbers to to move the needle far enough for the rest to kind of have to come along with it because it's not about everyone waking up at once because there can be enough of us that are awake that it naturally just starts to infiltrate in you know, it's then they kind of rise whether they want to or not. It's the power is too great to resist it any further. And it's, that's really the point where we're at right now. And it's tipping and it will tip over, but it requires those that feel the call to actually step up and in. And that's really now that, you know, we're having this conversation and I've been having many of these conversations in the last couple of months, particularly because people are far more ready to receive it Mm. because we are going through that rapid rise in awakening that you need to actually take your seat at the table. You can't just sit back and go, okay, cool. That's for someone else to do. Uh No, it's for you. It's for all of us. It's for us to come together in unity and recognize the power in numbers and the power that comes from standing as the pure example of the knowings that we've spoken about until this point. Mm-hmm. It's you practicing it every day. It's you being that embodiment. And then that is where the change and the shift happens. And yes, you know, we can get really deep into all of the philosophical and the galactic history and we can go, we can go down that rabbit hole, but then there's also a level of needing to remember that we chose to incarnate for our human experience as well. And that this is supposed to be fun, that we are supposed to enjoy this physical body and this physical world that we get to live in, to explore it, to adventure, to do new things, to, in, you know, create new skills, to, participate in our sensory abilities and we can absolutely dedicate a lot of time to all of that other stuff because it is necessary for us to actually be able to feel like we can enjoy the other side of it but there needs to again be that balance because we can get very consumed and all of that and it can be like whoa yes is there actually a point of us being here like what is life all about and then we're like oh i don't even know how to live in this world and that creates that division and that separation and i can speak from my own experience like when i was going through a lot of that that stuff and wanting to expose myself to all of it it was like i spent a lot of time in the ethers and i forgot about how to live here in this body in this world and you know what we have again has been the underlying tone of all of this. It's like, you can't bypass the physical because this is where we need to bring everything from up there down so that we can ascend here in the physical and actually make that more of a, an accessible point and potential way of living moving forward. But it's, we have to also be of service to ourselves and to be service of joy and to actually allow ourselves to practice play and fun and do all of the things that we get to as humans, because otherwise we would have just stayed as, you know, energy consciousness and being part of source. And we would have just glided (laughs) from up there, but we chose to be here and to actually do the physical work. So we've got to, we've got to be able to dance between the two. And um, that's where I feel like we get to, really have that deep connection but that deep level of joy and that 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 is so important that's so important there's um I I think that we should highlight that idea like when you first do have that awakening and you go down that rabbit hole there is going to be that point where you're like what's the point of all this like Mm. what is the reason that all of this is happening what is my purpose what is my mission what is 
what is, what is, what is, what is, and it will become overwhelming and it will feel like it to, for me, it felt like it was like the end of the world. I was like, okay, mm. like, I don't want to be human anymore. I just want to know what's on the other side. Like not in a suicidal way, just very mm-hmm, clearly, mm-hmm. curiosity. Um, yeah. 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 I get it. Having this like moment of like, okay, like I have this, I feel this purpose. I know mm. this purpose. I feel this resonance with like a mission that I'm supposed to have of things that I spoke about when I was a child that mm. are manifesting now as an adult. And I'm like, this is, this is so strange, you know, like to look mm. at how the life has unfolded and mm. myself as someone who just loves science and bullshit. Like I, you know, I look deep into that, the philosophical nature of that and say, okay, like, what's the point? Like, what is the point Mm. of this? And to see, um, definitely for me in that awakening process, what it meant to ascend, what it meant to contribute, what it meant to, uh, Mm. live in purpose. It's like, at the end of the day, it really didn't matter if I knew what was going to happen after this, like, okay, is my purpose Mm. really to do this? Like once I got into alignment, it was very clear. It was absolutely very clear. And it was like, I don't even need to focus on the other external stuff that I was like getting really caught up by because now my mission is clear. I, I, I obviously, we can't remember like super, like I can remember mm. some things beforehand, which is kind of weird. Um, but the mm. same way you talk to your unborn children. So cool. Like mm. <laughs> you're connected in some kind of way. Uh, don't, don't you worry. I don't think that that's weird. I didn't even tell you about the it. channeling that comes through. <laughs> I love it. But there's, there's that process of like, us being able to remember who we are so we can take advantage of this experience while we're here. And that's Mm. kind of the point. It's like not to remember Mm. all the details of all the lives that we brought together, but to remember who we are and what kind of power we have so we can elevate, not just in, in this life for ourselves, but for everybody else. And that, that kind Mm. of, like you said, that critical mass that we're kind of looking to bring everyone along with us. So for those of us Mm. who awakened, prematurely not prematurely but like this pioneers if you will um, <laughs> that's the non-enlightened version of me saying that that's, that's like the <laughs> like we're the pioneers um <laughs> someone who woke up early or came to these conclusions earlier um how difficult it's kind of been like to mm. look like the crazy like to mm. speak about things that like okay i got this guide quote unquote talking to me in my head and people being like mm. oh, brain tumor, you know, like something mm. wrong with you and being mm. in that position where now we, we see the children coming in and they're incredibly gifted. One of my mm. uh, little siblings, she can, she knows who's calling on the phone every single time. She's two. Oh, that's Aaliyah. Mm. That's so-and-so. That's mm. she knows. And I'm wow. like, don't squish that. Like she's, she's already connected. Mm. Already got it. So being able to be in that space of, mm. of knowing like, okay, we're in this critical process. We're now seeing um, I get a lot of people writing into the show and saying like, wow, like this is hitting me right now. I just started in this process. Like I'm just learning about what this is. What do I do? Mm. Next? Like, what is the mm-hmm. problem now? So it'll be a lot more accelerated for them than it was for us where it was like, for me, I feel like the beginning of mine was when I was 25, which is, that was when that was that 2010 or nine, 2009. Um, yeah. The process of starting to pull all that stuff kind of open. And now to be here in 2020 and be like, Oh yeah. Like this is, mm. this is hard shit mm-hmm. <laughs> because of mm. our paradigms and our foundations. This is the transitions are, can be difficult, but it's so rewarding. So, so mm. rewarding. Like, um, I, you, I know you channel too. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, like I kind of, and I'm this, this is off the cuff, uh, per normal, um, <laughs> that like, I feel like there's a, there's a message, like you started to channel earlier and I heard something in your voice where you, I feel you were awakening people with something that you said it was a call. Um, mm-hmm. so my guide was like, ask her about the call. <laughs> so mm. I don't know if you know what that means, but like, there's a moment mm. something's connecting that's asking you to like, if there's something that our listeners really need to hear, what is it? I'm just looking outside and I see like this big, beautiful, big tree. And I feel like that that is the biggest thing that people are so disconnected from their nature and that they're using their mind to reconnect to something deeper within them. And it's like, we can use our physical world to re-remember what it is that we truly are, but it's then actually feeling it. And being in nature is such a potent way for you to do that. So I want you to actually get out, walk barefoot on the grass, like put your hands on the grass, touch the trees, like get in there and then ask yourself, what does this feel like? Mm. Close your eyes. What does this feel like to be here with this level of energy flowing through my veins, this level of connection? Because we need to learn how to foster that. And our healing comes from that place. And I feel like a lot of people that are tuning into this, like their healing is beginning. Mm. And in order for them to be able to go there, they need to have ways to access that point within themselves. And again, a lot of the stuff that we've spoken to is not necessarily what I mean by going there because it's getting you into the practical exercises and the tangible things that you can do. But I want you to feel into your energy center, into what that's like to actually have above and below connected Mm. because you are rooted into the earth. You are feeling into the earth. You're being supported from down there. But then it's like when you open that and that is secure and grounded, it can move through you all the way up in. And then there's that complete channel from above and below. And that's really where it is that we're asking to go. So get out in nature. I'm one of the biggest advocates of this. And I feel like, again, especially now that you guys are transitioning into the spring and the summer, it's going to be a lot more accessible to you. But that's also going to then make you want to take the action in terms of how can I be part of this change? How can I do things differently in my own life? Because you can't deny it once you're connected to it. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, that's really just the message. It's not necessarily the big channel. Um, we've been in and out of that, but it's when we kind of go with the flow that I get it, but this was just the message that it was asking me to offer is that we've got those practical things, but it's then about the feeling. It's about the really feeling into things because this is where you enhance your intuition. This is where you get to, remember how to actually operate from a place that's true for you and that's really what we're all needing to do right now is to how to to regain that ability I love that because a lot of times in the beginning of the waking process for me was super in my mind and my head I was in my throat and third eye and crown chakra mostly no grounding whatsoever um Mm -hmm. better with the grounding getting back in my body and things like that but i love that you said that because it is integration of the above and below mother Mm -hmm. earth is the frequency which is shifting so Mm -hmm. like you want to get access to that energy 
put your feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Living food, eat like the food Mm -hmm. that we have, all the plants that are on the earth are there for our own healing. They're, they're, they're made for our bodies. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, besides the poisonous ones, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) the operation of like being able to, I think this is, this is what embodiment is. Like, I love the word because it's like, it is getting back to your body, integrating your, your soul and these rememberings and these lessons into the actual physical body. It's downloading from the cloud and getting it onto the computer so you can actually do something with it. So in that process of um, getting out into nature, connecting, if that's a way that you're looking to heal faster, if that's a way mm-hmm. that you're looking to connect to source faster, go outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring some mm-hmm. inside, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. like, I like that. I haven't had anybody say that before. And I thought, wow, that's, that is actually a hundred percent true. I just moved into one, my new place and there's an outdoor space, like a balcony. I can't like put my feet on the ground, but I'm outside and I'm like, Oh, my mm. I get in, up in the morning and I sit back there and I'm just in, I can get fresh air. It does something for me for my day. Like what I, what I'm mm. able to feel and how I'm able to feel. Um, and additionally, mm. like right now I'm doing like a liver cleanse by the medical mm-hmm. medium. Um, mm-hmm. but like my body calling me towards that, like saying like, okay, I feel like this, this is like, I need healing of some sort. So like me mm-hmm. immediately getting the synchronicities for those types of healings to prepare myself for another awakening. That was what I got. Like mm-hmm. my guide saying, mm-hmm. hey, you're about to hit another one. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm not ready yet. Like <laughs> stop it. Slow the strain down. Um, so getting prepared mm-hmm. for that as well. Um, so before we go, um, like I know that you, you work with clients intuitively and you do life coaching and things like that. Can you tell people about the services that you offered and where they can find you? Yeah, of course. So one-on-one coaching is something that I do intakes for every month. So that's definitely a way that you can, uh, connect with me and receive guidance It is via a four month program. And then there's also my online course, Ignite Your Light, that will be available in the next few weeks. So that's another opportunity. And this is probably really poignant for those that are just in that transitionary phase of, you know, recognizing that all this is happening and they've done a little bit of that inward journeying. And it's now really about how can they amplify their light and how can they use their voice and really solidify themselves so that they can then step into that next point which is really being of service and again being that embodiment of what it is that you're here to bear light to and what you're here to provide the rest of the world with because we've all got unique gifts and talents and they all need to be expressed and experienced because by you doing so you're not only giving you know that to yourself but you're giving others permission to do the same and that is so powerful so yeah those are two of the ways that we can work together (laughs) needed like uh, i think that her call definitely was like i mean i felt it this like uh energy of awakening uh to your purpose and what you're meant to do on this earth like if you're listening to this and you're like i have i have a message i have you know, a talent. I have this thing I'm kind of scared to do that I might be good at or whatever. Like, it's like, it's time to explore and play. Like you'd mentioned earlier, uh, us getting into our bodies and and trying to integrate what it is that we have to offer the world so we can experience this life to the fullest and connect that spiritual aspect of ourselves to our human aspect and really dig in. Like if this were to be a monopoly game or something, you know, Mm. imagine earth Mm -hmm. as a simulation in a game. I've kind of talked about that before. If that's the case, you want to you want to go save the princess. You want to get all the coins and and you know, 
I always I use that analogy, Nintendo. I'm a child of the 80s. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, but in that case, like you need to, you need to play, be all the players, like learn, mm-hmm. like what's your, what's your favorite player? What's your best mm-hmm. dealer asset or whatever, because you being in that will help you tune into the frequency that's going to be best for this new earth for people to move forward how to serve others how to connect to others and unify our own consciousness so we can elevate as as vibration but as as a soul so Mm. please tell our audience where to find you oh yes sorry i didn't say that before Uh, you can find me over on instagram at maxine nicole double underscore or our website is www.maximumu.com.au. And we've also got an Instagram page there. But if you go to the website, you'll be able to find that or just to my personal page. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We loved having you. And you guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Spiritual Shit. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us uh, five stars, of course. <laughs> uh, we'll listen to you in the next, well, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye, guys. interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.